Welcome to Simply Financial with your financial coach, Kevin Ray. In today's investing environment, there's a lot of clutter. If you're tired of the talking heads and financial noise, this is the show for you. Today, we'll help you find simple solutions to financial challenges. We'll show you how to achieve your financial goals and get answers to your toughest questions. Simply Financial with Kevin Ray starts now. Welcome to another edition of Simply Financial. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Kevin Ray, your financial coach at Insight Folios, serving you throughout the Tri-City area with offices in Pinconning and Saginaw. You can find the team online by going to insightfolios.com. Click on the Listen button to ask questions or listen to past episodes of the show. That's insightfolios.com. Today, we're going to tap into Kevin's three decades plus of experience navigating clients through the financial world. In fact, you can read the book that Kevin co-authored, Navigating Through Retirement. Uh, if you want to find out more about that, you can call at any time, 888-885-PLAN is the show number, 888-885-7526. And we'll give that to you a couple more times as we go throughout today's show. Kevin, it is great to be with you this week. How are you, sir? I am doing pretty well. Walter, how about yourself over there? I'm uh, doing great. And I know that this is like a, a big weekend in your life every year. And it's not just because Thanksgiving is around the corner and we're getting into the holidays. There's a specific thing that kind of happens right around uh, mid-November every year that I know you in particular get very excited about. Well, there is. On Sunday, November 15th, is the opening day of deer season here in Michigan. And it's a big it's a big thing here in Michigan, and a lot of schools let out uh, the day or off for the day because there'd be a lot of young men missing because they're out in the woods hunting. But here's some interesting uh, statistics that I ran across, Walter, and I thought I'd clue everybody in on that. Okay. So deer hunting the, statistics. De, yeah, deer hunting. Okay. Uh, so Detroit News back in October, I believe it was. I was just kind of curious, what is the, the deer hunting numbers going to be this year because of COVID? And they're saying that we're going to have an increase because of the pandemic. People want to get outside. So last year we had 584,802 licenses, deer hunting licenses issued in 2019. This year there's been an increase. Do you want to take a guess at how much increase has been? Oh, I got to imagine with people being cooped up, we're going to see a good bump, uh, at least a couple percentage points. Yeah, we're going from 584,000 to 751,000. Oh, wow. All right. That's pretty that's, significant. Th that's a pr pretty big increase, right? That's a lot of new hunters walking <laughs> around the woods. <laughs> yeah, that is. Now, th now, think back. You remember the first golf war with uh, uh, George H.W. Uh, Bush? Yep. Mm -hmm. Or H. Bush, I should say. Herbert Walker. Um, there was 500,000 people over in the golf war, if I remember correctly, um, when that started. And this year, we'll probably, this Sunday, we'll probably have 751,000 people with firearms <laughs> in the state of Michigan looking for the deer. So if that, you're one of them, good luck to you. We hope that, So it's uh, lit literally an army of folks will be uh, uh, in the state of Michigan uh, looking for deer this weekend. That's incredible, isn't it? When you think it about is. those numbers, That's an is. interesting way to put it into perspective, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we want to wish all the deer hunters out there good luck, and maybe that big buck comes your way and, and uh, make, fulfills your day. So I know a lot of people, they get all excited about this, which I do too. And I get it. And that's kind of like your, Christmas. Wear your orange. <laughs> wear your orange, yes. So there'll be a lot of orange out there in the woods this, this, this year. So. With, with that many people with guns walking around yeah, out yeah. in the woods, definitely wear your orange this weekend. Um, what's your success rate on, on kind of that first weekend of, of hunting in the past, Kevin? Well, not very good. <laughs> <laughs> so normally the first day is your, is your best chance. After that, those deer get really, really smart, and they seem to disappear. 
And uh, so it gets harder and harder as the days go on. But, uh, you know, I've had some success, but not, you know, I'm like most Michigan hunters. And, you know, I don't, uh, I don't have a lot of success uh, continually every year, but I have had success. And it's just fun getting out there, enjoying it. And, you know, there's a lot of, com- you know, a lot of your friends do it. You're, you're talking stories, you know, guys get together. And even the sensational Stacy here in the office, she goes deer hunting too. So oh, how about there's, a that? Lot, there, there's a lot of people that go deer hunting in our in our. Sounds house. like you guys need to put a little wager on the line for this weekend. Well, I'm afraid she'll beat me, so I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna, not going to uh, go down that road, right? Right, right, right. Fantastic. So good luck to all the hunters out there. Very cool. Well, thank you for uh, filling us in on that, Kevin. And uh, yeah, absolutely. Should be a successful weekend for at least some of those 750,000 folks uh, likely hitting the woods this weekend. Well, you know, uh, deer hunting, deer meat, I know a lot of people use it for sustenance, not just the sport of it. And uh, that's kind of a little bit of what we're going to talk about on today's show, not just deer hunting and venison, that kind of thing. But we're talking about, uh, remember back in school, Kevin, I can't remember if it was know if it was elementary school or if it, we had to wait maybe until middle school to start talking about Maslow's hierarchy of needs. I can't quite remember when that came up during the schooling days, but I think it was when we were relatively young. You start learning about that those different tiers of needs in life and how those things get fulfilled. Do you kind of remember the first time you discussed it with, with people in school or around the I house? I do. I do. I kind of remember, and I think I remember the teacher too, but I kind of remember that. Yes, I do. Okay. So, uh, you know, the, the different tiers being we have the physical needs is the first tier. Uh, safety, needs for belonging is the third tier, esteem needs. And I think everybody was kind of tracking along back in the school days until you got to that final tier of self-actualization. And then everybody kind of looked at each other and was like, huh, what? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> the, uh, the Maybe the hardest tier to achieve or get to or even to uh, understand a little bit. But anyway, we want to relate that to the financial and the retirement planning world on today's show. So what do these different tiers teach us about retirement planning? Are there these similar tiers when we put together financial plans in a way. And I think that there are some really good parallels here. So this should be kind of fun to walk through. So, so you transition my dear story into Maslow's, into Maslow's hierarchy no, of needs, right? No, no wonder you do what you do. That's pretty, that's pretty slick of you. What a segue. Amazing. <laughs> uh, so let, let's talk about those physical needs first. That makes up the, the base. You know, we can't do any of these other things without first solving for food water, uh, warmth, you know, you can throw into this. And I think they include rest as well. All those things are important to live your daily life, right? So the one thing that we all need in common, what is it, Walter? We talk about it every week. Uh, we've all want to have uh, that income. You've got to have money coming through the door to do something yeah, with yeah. it, right? Income, income, income. We talk about it every week. Whether you're currently working or you're retired, you're going to need income. If we all know this, Walter, then what can you do about it? You have one option. What is that option? Turn on some sort of income stream to sa- yeah. save save money to get to that point. Yeah, save money, start planning for it. When you get there, have a plan for income when you retire. Income is going to do what? It's going to provide you with the food that we've been talking about, the water, the wharf, the vacations, the family time, the Thanksgiving meals that are just around the corner. So the first step is to know if you're going to have some sort of income shortfall. What do I mean by that? Well, that's the income needed up and above your fixed income. Your fixed income is going to be your Social Security, your pensions, your rental income. So if that income combined is not enough to get you through retirement or get you on a monthly budget, let's say you need $4,000 per month, and all of those add up to $3,000, you need $1,000. You're short $1,000. That's what we call your income shortfall. Next, how do we figure that out? How do we fill that gap? How do we fill that income shortfall? Well, we need to know what's called your retirement number. What rate of return do you need to average on what you've already saved so you don't run out of money? 
Now, I'm going to use an analogy here, another analogy, uh, Walter, since you got me going down this path. Okay. Uh, if you're driving to Florida and you don't have the money to fill up your gas tank at least three or four times, what's the likelihood of you running out of gas before you make it to your destination? About 100%. About 100%, right? Yeah. So planning for retirement Unless is really Unless there's no a difference. really strong gust of wind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, you, and a tailwind at that, yes. That's right. Yeah. Well, think about it. Planning is really no different right? You have to have your gas tank full of income, full of money to provide that income. So if you're starting on a half a tank, you may be in trouble and you may be that, you know, the, those those people that we hear about on the news and other uh, avenues that run out of money quickly. So don't sit on the sidelines, make sure your tank is full and f- figure out how you're going to make that tank last your full trip, which is going to be your retirement. The thing is, you really can't get that creative with the physical needs, right? Like you can't, no. you've got to eat, you've got to drink water. I mean, without those things, eh, there's not much left for you. So no. you've got to have them. You, there's, we can't fudge the numbers, just like your example of not having enough gas to get to Florida. Like it, it's just not going to work. Um, there's no, if you have a car that takes gas and you don't have enough gas, then, well, there's not much more creative you can get with it. So that's just uh, an easy one to understand. You've got to have the income coming in. But uh, once people do cover that, I mean, most of there's billions of us that live on this earth. We have figured out how to do some of those basic needs things pretty well. Food, water, warmth, and rest in most cases um, to kind of keep us around for a while. Uh, same thing in retirement. Uh, people are figuring out that they need to save money. They're saving money well and solving that first tier of that hierarchy of needs. So then we get into safety. Uh, Safety needs are next on that Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Safety and security kind of going hand in hand here. And that seems to be a natural evolution into retirement planning conversations as well. Well, it is. The safety revolves around uh, retirement plans all the time. People will come in, I don't want to be in the market. I'm, I'm looking for safety. So safety means different things to different people. So let's go through, let's go back, Walter, to the three worlds of money example. You remember that? Okay. Yeah. A couple, yeah. Uh, couple of weeks ago. So we're going to take out part of that three worlds, but we're going to just concentrate on the safe portion. So when it comes to investing and you want to play it safe, you have certain avenues that you could look to. So we can look at banks. So what would banks have that's safe? Well, they're going to have CDs. They're going to have something called ELCDs, which is equity linked CDs. They're going to have savings accounts. They're going to have uh, checking accounts. And all of those are safe because they're backed up by the FDIC. Credit unions go along the same way. Uh, they have their different uh, backing, but it's the same type of thing. Then we can go look to the government. So the government's going to have a couple of things. They're going to have basically government bonds, you know, AEs, whatever, the, whatever bonds you're looking out there, inflation bonds. And those are backed by the full faith of the United States government. So something happens to that money, it's backed up by the full faith of the United States government. And then we're gonna go to the insurance corporations. Insurance corporations are gonna have something called fixed annuities, uh, maybe a fixed indexed annuity. And what do those do? Well, they have guarantees along with the banks and the government bonds also. Meaning that if something happens to that money, somebody steps in and makes you whole in those particular instances. So what's the one thing they have in common? Well, your principal is guaranteed. And all of those investments we just talked about. Once you get interest, it's converted to principal once it's earned. And they all have another thing in common. You have penalties for pulling out too much too soon. So when we're looking at safety, those are your avenues that we can look for. So how do you determine how much so-called safety you may need? The answer is a retirement income plan. What if you could just play it safe and you, you could say take out a CD and that would fill your needs? Well, that'd probably give you a warm, fuzzy feeling going in. 
at first. But what if down the road, if we're going to include inflation in there, that that CD doesn't uh, come up to par, doesn't give you enough interest. So those things have to be addressed. Safety is a good thing. We all love safety. But how much safety do you want versus how much do you need is two different things. So take that trip, go down that road and figure out that safety question. Great points, Kevin. And if you have any questions, by the way, for Kevin, as we go through today's show, if you want to talk about getting a complimentary review of your portfolio plan as we go through these hierarchy of needs, if you find that you aren't meeting the necessary savings amounts to cover those physical needs or uh, your safety and security in your retirement plan isn't covered, uh, give a call. 888-885-PLAN is the number. That's 888-885-7526. Third hierarchy need is going to be the need for belonging. Uh, this is where we start to get away from sort of the things that, you know, sort of keep us alive, Kevin, and more so to the things that fulfill us. And in life, that includes, according to Maslow, um, intimate relationships, friends, and that sense of community. Where is the transition point here for retirement planning to be learned? Well, if you're working, you probably have a lot of that set up, right? And because you've been doing it for years and years and years. And when you go into retirement, things are going, are going to change. It's going to maybe bring some sort of isolation um, that, that we're not used to. And this pandemic is a, is a great example, you know. Going into it, the beginning of the year, a lot of us are isolated, so that may give you a clue what what you're about to um, go up against. But for a lot of my clients, here's what they do. The first thing they do in Michigan, or one of the first things they do, is they want to move to a warmer state during the cold months here. So let them go to Arizona, Florida, and Texas. I have several clients that go there, someplace warm. When they do, they end up making new friends. Along Along with that comes new activities, and I give you a great example. Um, I have a client who lives in or who goes to Arizona in the winter. I went out there to visit them a couple of years ago. And when I pulled into their driveway, the first thing I noticed was their garage door was open and they had a brand new player side by side. They didn't have one when they lived in Michigan. It seemed odd to me because in Michigan, you know, we have a lot of side roads and those things you could take it on. But in, in Arizona, they did. And the reason was simple. They have friends that all had side-by-sides. And what it, what it was a group of people, and what they did is they liked to go up to the mountains and the foothills for the day. They'd stop along the, the way and have a beer and a burger at some establishment. And they did this with a whole new group of friends. So they stayed engaged. They stayed, you know, engaged in, with friends and, and doing their social network. They left their work. They left their social network. Now they have a whole new social network. If you move to Florida, what do you think people have down there? I've noticed that too because... Figure, uh, go figure this, Walter. I'd like to visit my clients that live in warm states during the winter. No, you? Yes. So so when I go to Florida, what do you think I see down there? Now, Arizona, it was side-by-sides, Polaris. What do you think it is in Florida? Boats. Uh, Golf carts. Oh, golf carts. Golf carts. Yep. (laughs) I can tell you that uh, some of the communities I go to, they all have golf carts. You know, they, they have maybe the Iowa Hawkeyes on there, Michigan State, Michigan, right. or wherever, wherever they went to school at. And it's all this big, big uh, social gathering. You well, know, back I've before noticed. the election, it was the golf carts parades that were making the news, right? The different it Trump was. and Biden golf cart dueling parades that were going on. It was. And I've noticed doing this, and as you put it, uh, over my three decades, that the more you know, my clients get engaged in their relationships, the happier they are. So this is a need. We know it. It goes way back to... Um, you know, our school days, and you have to stay engaged. You just can't retire. You just can't sit on the sidelines because life number one is going to be no fun. And life number two is we know that going in, the more engaged you are, the happier you're going to be in retirement. 
Very cool. It's uh, a really interesting way to look at that need for belonging. It applies in our retirement preparations as well. Sometimes it's not all about the money, but about some of those other moving elements and parts of our lives too. So that's very big. Uh, Let's slide in another one here, Kevin. Uh, We're getting to tier four now of esteem needs, according to Maslow. Again, this is in everyday life. We have uh, things like prestige and feeling of accomplishment that becomes important. It's sort of that next level uh, to achieve for folks. What does that look like in retirement planning? Well, if when we're working, we always have some sort of task that we have to complete. And when you're retirement, when you go into retirement, I remember my dad saying this. He General Motors gave him a watch. He gave it to my brother. And his reason was time doesn't matter anymore. So I've noticed a couple of things. For people who leave the task force, they're looking to complete tasks, they want to stay engaged and stuff. For a lot, they become more active in many activities. They will volunteer and help out. That seems to be the overwhelming thing that people do. And I can give you a few people that come to mind. One of my clients, or a couple of my clients actually, are involved pretty heavily in Habitat for Humanity. I know several who help build houses. They get the great sense of accomplishment just from being involved with this process. They build something with their hands, they can see the process. And they also can see the end result, the home going to somebody who could really use it. A lot more will get involved in their church. You know, they will bring their years of experience of getting things done at work, and they'll translate out to helping their church and the congregation uh, grow. But the big one, Walter, you want to take a stab at it, what I see uh, when the accomplishment comes along, when people are missing that, and then they get involved with their kids, what's the the next one? I was going to say grandkids. Grandkids, that's (laughs) it, that's right. So, you know, the, the one couple, you know, they moved. I have several couples who moved out of state so they can be involved with their grandkids. They want to pass on all those years of experience. They want to be involved in their grandkids' upbringing. They want to go to the games. They want to see all that. And the grandparents all love helping out. You know, they love guiding their grandkids. So if that's you, you know, and you're, you're going to want to have some esteem, you know, if you have esteem needs, these are just some of the things that my clients do that fulfill that need. And I think that I bet, Walter, that most of the people listening can really, um, you know, hear what we're saying and, and kind of go along with that. Absolutely. I think you're exactly right there, Kevin. And again, if you need help with your financial or retirement plan to accomplish some of these needs that we've talked about on today's show, give a call to Kevin at 888-885-PLAN. And you can have a complimentary review of your financial plan, just a great initial discussion to go over all of the things that are important to you, your goals, and how Kevin and uh, Financial Review can help you accomplish those things. 888-885-PLAN is the number. That's 888-885-7526. Last but not least, Kevin, we get to that uh, Maslow hierarchy of need. Tier number five, self-actualization, which includes achieving one's full potential, including creative activities. What's that look like in retirement? Is this where you look in the mirror and you actually see yourself? <laughs> I guess so, if we want to get okay. deep about it. Yeah, okay, sure. okay. Well, I've noticed over the last 30 years, especially when I first started out, it wasn't that long ago. What do you think the greatest fear of Americans was? When uh, I started when I started this business, their greatest fear? Nuclear war. Dying. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the same thing. <laughs> you know, because there was more an emphasis on life insurance back then than there is now. Today... What's America's greatest fear, do you think? Running out of money. Under the Running, yeah. Yeah. yeah, fearful living to 100 and being poor. That's across the board almost um, when we think about it. So I have several couples that come to mind right now and give you some examples. One, one in particular, they're involved in their church. They have two great, lovely daughters. The husband worked for one company for 30 years right out of college he started. One of the first goals they set up was to save for retirement. They wanted to be secure in retirement. 
And they wanted to have, you know, the confidence going into, into retirement that they would get there. I met them about 10 years ago. And when I met them, the one missing piece of the puzzle, as they put it, was they were looking for a plan that they could understand. They, and, and they just, they've gotten plans in the past. They maybe got a 30, 40, 50 page report, grass, buyers, and all these things. They just didn't understand. You know, they've saved, you know, a big amount of money to retire on. They thought they were good, but that was the key word. They thought they weren't sure. In the back of their minds, they just wanted to have the confidence that they were there and could go into um, retirement. So we sat down, we started the planning process. They wanted a plan that's going to give them the confidence to retire at age 59. That's what the age they both were. Uh, the plan showed how their investments were going to produce the income in different types of market conditions. Your plan has to produce income in market different varying market conditions without selling principal and or, or shares or something. That's the goal. So we built a plan showing how we're going to produce the income from what they've already saved. The plan showed when was the best time to take their Social Security? What age was best for them to take his pension? They retired about five years ago. Let's fast forward to today. They're doing everything they dreamed of. They're involved with their church. They moved to a new state. They're involved with their grandchildren. They're really happy. And as they put it, we just talked a few weeks ago, they're really, really enjoying life. And that's what we're talking about. You know, I, when you get into retirement, you have this idea about what you would like, what the ideal retirement's about. Well, just don't sit on the sidelines. It just doesn't happen. It all starts with you. You have to take the bull by the horns. Don't procrastinate. Don't sit on the sidelines and hope it's going to happen. Get involved and start the planning process. I can't tell you how this changes people's lives. When you start the planning process and you can understand it and you can see in black and white how it translates to your personal perspective, it will change your life. It has that possibility. So don't procrastinate. Don't sit on the side. Get involved. Don't hope it happens. Make sure that it happens and start by planning. All you have to do to get in touch with Kevin is to give a call to the number 888 888- 885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Find out where you stand right now and get a clear look at what you need to do to achieve your goals in retirement moving forward. All you have to do is pick up the phone and give a call to 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. If you're anywhere in the Tri-City area, Kevin has offices in Pinconning and Saginaw as well. So it's easy to get in touch and start that conversation about getting the best financial plan in place possible. 888-885-PLAN is that number to dial. If you get the voicemail, leave a quick note. Kevin will be sure to return your call. Uh, The stupendous Stacy will get back in touch with you and uh, set that time up. 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Much more to come on today's show. Stay tuned. We're having some fun today already. We feel like we got smarter on today's show talking about the Maslow's hierarchy of needs. We really kind of upped the IQ level of the show a little bit today, Kevin. I wonder if it's above our pay grade, though. (laughs) (laughs) It might be. Maybe we could dumb things back down a little bit as we uh, go through the show. Uh, We'll we'll find out. We'll, uh, We'll have some good stuff for you coming back here in just a few moments here on Simply Financial. Stay with us. No need to complicate it. This is Simply Financial. Rocking in a rolling all day long here on Simply Financial. Well, just for about an hour or so, but uh, we do it once a week, and so glad to have you with us here uh, each and every time. Walter Storholt alongside Kevin Ray. We're trying to make it a little bit smarter 
and entertained a little bit too as we talk about finances, retirement, and planning for those things. And uh, we're going to try and help you put together the best plan possible each and every show. Uh, Kevin has offices in Pinconning and Saginaw. He was born and raised in Pinconning, so he's local. Knows what's important to folks who live in the community and uh, can help walk you through your financial or retirement plan. Give a call if you have any questions for Kevin. 888-885-PLAN is the number. That's 888-885-7526. Kevin has about three decades of experience helping people prepare for retirement. Uh, We want to talk on today's show a little bit about getting out of tune. We don't want you to get out of tune, so we're going to keep you from getting out of tune. Even if you have a solid financial plan in place, Kevin, things are ticking along just nicely, feels like everything's in good shape. Well, it can quickly get out of tune if you're not making adjustments from time to time. Just like I used to play the stand-up bass back in middle school, Kevin. I would lug that humongous instrument onto the bus with me, have to carry it all the way to the back of the bus, and it got to take up its own seat on the bus when I would take it home to practice. Those, Those were fun times. And that thing would get out of tune. Even if it was in perfect tune when I left the school, by the time I got home, it'd be out of tune from getting kind of bumped around and ride on the school bus, and I'd have to adjust it before I could play. So a perfectly good instrument still needed some tweaking from time to time, and it's very much like that with financial plans. Would you agree? I would. uh, And let's talk about tax, because that's one of the big ones, right? Taxes. Well, yeah, I think if we're looking for areas where people get out of tune in their financial plan, uh, taxes, especially what's going to happen in the future, um, but before, if you blink, you know, you could be in big trouble there. Well, you could. And this is really, really timely right now because it appears uh, Biden is going to be our next president. And think about this, Walter. If we take him at his word, what does he want to do? What, is he, what has he said over and over and over? Well, there's definitely the uh, taxes are going to go up if you're making 400000 a year or more. Or is it really? So let's take a look okay. into that. But let's just go. Yeah. It doesn't matter what side of the fence you're on. This is going to affect a lot of people. How? If you've been on the fence about converting some of your traditional IRA to a Roth, right now might be the best time to investigate this uh, further. Let's go back to 2015. That was five short years ago. And let's compare. Seems like a lifetime ago. It does, doesn't it? (laughs) Let's compare the tax uh, rates back when uh, Obama was president, Biden was vice president versus today. And let's just see how timely this is. So let's look. If your taxable income was $0.00, to $9,225 and you were married, you were in a 10% tax bracket. Today, it's not much difference. Zero to 9,875, you're in a 10% tax bracket. Let's jump up to the 15% tax bracket in 2015. 9,225 of income to 37,450, you were in the 15% tax bracket. Today, 9,875, a little bit higher to 40,125, pretty much the same. We're in the 12%, 3% less. If we go back to 2015, the next tax bracket was 25%. So if your income was between $37,450 and $75,600, it was 25%. Now if we go between $40,125 and $85,525, it's 22%, 3% less. But here's the big one. If you were going uh, back in 2015 from $75,600, remember married, to or $115,225, 28% tax bracket, where today we're $85,000 to $163,000, 24% tax bracket. So a lot of people are going to fall into that tax bracket of 85 to 163. That's 24 versus 28 up to 115. 
Now, if you're a 115 to 205, you're in a 33% tax bracket in 2015. That's a huge difference. I'm going to bring in some historical numbers here too, Walter. I'm going to go back to when I graduated, 1977, okay? If you were married and you earned, let's say, 35200 what was your tax rate? Ooh, back in the 70s? 79, yeah. 30%. 43. Oh, wow. 43. So let's say you're, you're earned. Now, was that a lot of money back in 1979? No, it wasn't. You know, I, I can probably pull up my stubs and I probably wasn't too far away from there. But percentages, I mean, yeah. That's, that's huge, right? Yeah. What if you earned 60000 and you're married, that's combined, back in 1979? What was the, high, what was the tax bracket? Uh, oh, no. I'm, I'm scared to guess. 54%. Oh, man. Above 50%. Above 50%. We'll stop there. And so this is timely. We're talking about this. So this may be the time to sit down and yeah. do some tax planning because if we go back to 2015 rates, that's a, that could make a lot of difference for most everybody that comes to my office. That could be an 8% swing in taxes depending on where you're lying. And that could be huge going down the road. So now is the time to sit down. If you haven't looked at your plan, start tweaking it and see if you can take advantage of some of this tax planning. All right, last but not least, Kevin, one more way that we see financial plans getting out of tune is when it comes to having the right amount of risk. That risk level that you should be comfortable with uh, starts to change as well. Well, it changes all the time, right? The, 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 long, the older you are, probably the less risk you have to take because we have shorter time to plan for. That's just natural. We talked about on past shows, how do you determine how much risk you need to take? You know what the answer is. It starts with a good retirement plan. Uh, the simplicity plan that we use in our office every single day, when I go through that plan, I, I am looking for a very specific number, and I call it your retirement number. And that retirement number is the rate of return or the interest rate you need to average on your portfolio so you don't run out of money. That's critical. You should know that before going into retirement. Let me give you an example how we do this. When we sit down in the plan, we're going to input your Social Security benefit, if you have a pension, we're going to put that in there. If you have rental income, or other sources of income, we're going to put that in there. Next, we're going to put in how much income you need in retirement starting day one. If you need $50,000 in retirement for the first year of retirement, we need to put that in there. And then we need to add inflation for that income because 50000 today won't buy in 10 years nearly as much. We all know that. So inflation is a critical part of this planning. After we input all that information, the plan's going to give us your retirement number. The number is different for everyone. Why? Because everybody's different. If your number is 2.31%, this tells me and tells you you don't have to take a lot of risk, meaning that you have to average 2.31% on what you've already saved for the rest of your life. On the other hand, if your number is 7.2%, then we know you have to take some risk, probably a lot more than you would have to at 231 Walter, you know why I use those two numbers, 2.31 and 7.2? Why is that? Those are two different people who walked in my office in oh. the last couple of weeks, and that those were their numbers. So does that take different planning? It does, yeah. It, a lot it, different. A lot different, right? Does it take different risk levels? Absolutely. One's it, much it, easier to achieve without risk than the other. It is. So in my humble opinion, before you go into retirement, know that number. It just makes sense. It's not about how you feel about risk on a scale of 1 to 10. It has nothing to do with you. What do you have to average on your portfolio going forward? And then build your plan around that. And that will help you determine the amount of risk that you need to take to get to and through retirement. Very cool. If you need help putting together your financial plan, keeping it in tune over time, 
That's why Kevin is here serving you throughout the Tri-City area. If you want to get a complimentary review of your financial plan and then work together uh, over time to also make sure it stays in tune, uh, give a call and you can have that initial conversation with Kevin. 888-885-PLAN is the number. That's 888-885-7526. Kevin has offices in Pinconning and Saginaw. Kevin, where's the Pinconning office so folks are familiar with where you are? We are on 105 West 3rd Street. We're almost downtown Pinconning across from the library. It's not a very big town. It's a quaint town. If you're here, you can stop in the valleys, buy some meat. You can go down to Idziar's Furniture. You can go to Northwoods. You can go to Beeson's Meat Market. We have all kinds of nice family-owned businesses here, and I encourage everybody to do that. Absolutely, yeah. That's the best part, I think, of coming and visiting Kevin in the office is all the other little stops you get to make afterward or before the fact. You do, you do. (laughs) Make a a fun little trip out of it if you're from outside the direct area. Uh, So yeah, come in, say hello, have a conversation about your plan. Uh, It's a very non-threatening environment. It's a complimentary review, no cost, no obligation to have a look at your financial plan, where you stand right now, and start talking about where you need to go. If you want to get that complimentary financial and retirement review, give Kevin a call at 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. And uh, Kevin will make sure that you get to have that conversation and uh, walk down that line a little bit. More to come on today's show. Stay with us. You're listening to Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. It's getting to know you time. Well, it's time to get to know Kevin a little bit better on today's show, your local financial coach here in the Tri-City area. And uh, this part of the show, we sidestep all the financial stuff just to get to know Kevin a bit more. Kevin, my question for you this week, you know, you grew up, obviously, we talk about it all the time here on the show, in Pinconning. So I'm curious, what's your favorite hometown memory? There's a couple, Walter. I remember the fairs as we were a kid. I would be able to walk up, because we live close to town, walk up to the fairs. There was this carnival going on. Everything was exciting. You know, all the kids were there. You had all your friends there. And it was just a good time. We called it the Pinconning Cheese Festival. You know, we still have that going. Ah, another good one is, though, is we used to go down to Schultz's Marina, which was operating then at the end of Codiesti Road. And as kids, there'd be three or four of us. We'd ride our bikes down there, and we would go fishing. And back then, there seemed to be plenty of bass, bluegill, crappie. And we would come home, Walter, with so many fish, we had a stringer, that the fish on the bottom of the stringer wore their tail off because they had to drag them for a couple of miles right back on oh their bikes. Oh, my gosh. But it was always a good time. My mom and dad really looked forward to it because we'd always have these fish fries and and all those types of things. So I remember those two quite vividly, and that was a, a good part of my growing up. How about yourself? And in Pink Conning, it hasn't changed much. It still has that hometown feeling. And, you know, it, we had bowling alleys and all those types of things we used to do. But it's still good memories. Yeah. I, I will uh, – I, I kind of have two hometowns. I sort of split my hometown uh, memories between two locations. So I'll pick one that was at the beach. And every year I loved when they would do the mullet run down at the beach. And those are some of my favorite memories. It was in the fall. I always remember we were wearing sweatshirts. It was cold. And it was just insane. They put These nets would stay out there for a couple of weeks, and guys were watching for the mullet to, to make their run. And when it would, all the fishermen, local fishermen would come out, and it was this huge team effort. They'd take the boats out there, grab the nets, drag them around you know, a quarter mile over to the other side of the beach, and they'd start reeling in these nets and thousands and thousands, maybe even hundreds of thousands, if not millions of mullet pulled up onto the beach. And it was just an incredible sight to see 
all of those mullet getting caught. And they get, they get one shot at it every year. It was such a crazy moment. The fishermen are going absolutely nuts because it's a big payday for them. There's pickup trucks all over the beach. They're throwing, they're filling up pickup trucks with mullet and they're immediately driving them off to get packaged and, um, and you know, handled and uh, processed and everything. But here's the thing. They're not allowed to keep any fish that aren't mullet. So if they have any accidental catches in the net, they basically have to toss them back into the water. And what would happen a lot of times is in the flurry of everything, they would sometimes miss the water and they would just kind of be throwing them up and onto the beach. And so all of the like locals who would come out and watch this, and we'd always walk down there, we'd be going and like, you know, here's this humongous bluefish that they just kind of threw up onto the beach because they technically can't keep it. And so citizens are just walking up and being like, oh, I'll just take that bluefish. And <laughs> Easy fishing, right? <laughs> Easy fishing. And so we would always pull a couple of the cool fish that they were throwing up and, you know, would take them up and cook them for dinner. And uh, it was just a really fun, exciting thing for the community. And, uh, and to watch that as a kid was just kind of, you know, very inspiring and, and crazy to see all the excitement surrounding it. So that's probably you my said, favorite. When you said mullet run, I was picturing mullet haircuts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they have a mullet festival every year kind of in honor of that event um, and the importance of the mullet in the community. And, yeah, same thing. Whenever I tell people I'm going to the mullet festival this weekend, they were like, I've got to hear more about that. They're like, it's a fish, so don't worry about it. But <laughs> pretty, pretty funny. Uh, but yeah, very cool. Hometown memories. Can't beat them. I'm sure we could probably do a whole show talking about hometown memories. We That's should do sure. that one time. We yeah. should. We should. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's getting to know Kevin a little bit better on today's show. Back to the financial talk uh, to answer one of your questions to end the show coming up next. For all the latest news and information you need to retire successfully, visit InsightFolios.com. That's InsightFolios.com. Well, it's time to open up the mailbag as we wrap up this week's show, answering one of your questions before we head out for the week. You can submit questions online at InsightFolios.com or email Kevin. Kevin at InsightFolios.com is the address. Peter says, Kevin, I'm stunned after finding out how high the fees are in my variable annuity. And quite frankly, I'm furious with my soon-to-be former broker. Are these fees normal? because it's taking a lot of self-discipline to not call the guy and cuss him out. Wow. <laughs> well, let's, hey, Walter, have you bought a car lately? Uh, it's been a little while, but yeah. I've, I still remember the last time we bought one pretty vividly. Yeah. yeah. So there's always the base model, and then there's the upper tier model, right? Yes, yes, definitely. So, so the upper tier model is a lot more expensive than the base model. Why? Because they add on more options. Right. Different packages and, and upgrades. Different packages, exactly. So variable annuities are very similar to this. And I want you, Peter, I want okay. you to think of it this way. So variable annuities have different packages. And the more packages you add on, the more options you add on, the more fees that there are going to be. So these fees can be very, very expensive. You're right. They can be between 4 or 5%. There are variable annuities out there where the fees aren't so bad. But it depends on your situation. Did you buy a lifetime income rider and you're not going to use it? Well, if you did, you're paying a fee for something that you're never going to use. And that goes along with lots of other options that are available inside that variable annuity. So you may think you're paying a lot of fees, but maybe you're not in actuality. The best thing to do is sit down with somebody, have them go through the, all the options, all the bells and whistles you put on there, and see if you can take some off. Uh, see which ones you're not going to use, see which ones you may use, you may add one on, and then make that more customized to your own particular situation. I see this all the time. 
people add on all these fees, all these options, and they pay all these fees and they don't know what it's for, there are some options for you to maybe take some of those away and make it a lot better and a lot more personable for your own situation. So that's you, Peter. Give me a call. I'd be happy to walk through them with you. I can go through them one by one and sit down and tell you what you're paying for. And then let's see if it makes sense for you. Sometimes that's what sparks the conversation, Peter, with a lot of people. Hey, I have this product. I don't know what it is, or how did I get into this, or can I get out of this? You know, those kinds of questions often lead to a bigger discussion about your financial plan and, and retirement and how prepared you are. So it sounds like you're in that ballpark as well. If you have any questions about a product you're invested in or about your overall financial plan, Kevin is there for you. Give him a call if you have any questions. 888-885-PLAN is the number. That's 888-885-7526. Kevin's happy to take a complimentary look at your financial plan and give you some feedback as well. 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Kevin, that's all the time that we have for on the show this weekend. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Good luck in the uh, deer hunting this weekend, and we'll uh, talk to you next week. Yeah, good luck to everybody else out there. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Have a good one. That's Kevin Ray. I'm Walter Storholt. We'll talk to you next time on Simply Financial. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered through Insight Folios, Inc., a registered investment advisor. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Insurance products and services are offered through individually licensed and appointed agents in various jurisdictions. Insight Folios, Inc. does not offer legal or tax advice. Kevin Ray is an investment advisor representative of Insight Folios, Inc.